Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and E, and by joining me, my co-host, not Dion Sanchez, Prime Time. What's up, everybody? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Look, we are back. The first podcast that we've had in almost about a month. For those who have not uh, checked out my live stream, I'll tell you guys right now that we had not did a podcast because my mother had passed away. So my mother passed away June 6th. So by the time you're hearing this, it's July. So yeah, last month she passed away. But she was sick since April. She went to the hospital at the end of April, and she's been there ever since. And we, we were going to take her in and out of hospitals and nursing homes. And it just, her body was, you know, uh, just breaking down. So me and my sister and my family have been every single day in and out the hospital trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. It, it, it was a rough May for me. So when it comes to anything that happened in May or the, the first half of June has just been, you know, I haven't, you know, process anything so i have not the only thing i did in may was uh at the beginning the first raw of may may 4th when even fucking marie came back and i reviewed that one because i knew people like primetime and qflow wanted to see my reaction to eva marie returning but other than that i haven't seen anything and one because raw is bad we all know that and smackdown is tolerable sometimes but it, it, it was more so because of what was going on in my personal life and on my mind. So, uh, I want to take the time to sit there and thank uh, my, my friends and my team and my family out there who has uh, stayed with me to help me do this grieving process. Because people out there, anybody who has lost a loved one out there, anybody who has lost somebody very close to them, a mother, a brother, a sister, a father, a spouse, a child... We, we, a grandparent when you're dealing with any kind of loss even a pet there's going to be a grief period and then we all everybody has to go through the first as they call them you know uh, I, I've been hit by a couple of things that you know you know the, the little small things that's going around like oh damn she's not here she's not here type thing and it hits you that's just the way it is but I, I want to take time to say thank you Prime for all your patience and helping me out through this grief period no problem yeah, so it, like I say, it's gonna be rough, and it's gonna be some more rough days. Like I said, you know, we still got the holidays, you know, to come up. Like I said, me, I was supposed to take my mom to the Dell in August. That's 
up here in Philly. You know, they finally opened back up because I was supposed to take a last year to go see the Whispers, but it was COVID, and COVID shut everything down. So we was going to go back uh, this year when it opened because everybody, everybody was fully vaccinated, and this happened. So, you know, when that time comes around, that's going to suck, but a little stuff like that. But I was like, you know what? It's time to get back into work. It's trying to get tired of, you know, I feel good talking about it. I like talking about it. You know, it helps you with my pain and things like that. And now to get back to work and to get back into wrestling. So it, li- it literally was like a breath of fresh air because I just jumped back into wrestling. And I-, I haven't watched any of it. So I wasn't being biased to just WWE. I have not watched AEW in a while neither. So uh, just, just finally getting back to NXT and AEW and, you know, learning about the, the stuff coming up with wrestling games and uh, you know, the overseas stuff. It's just it's just been a blast just, you know, trying to get back and everything and prior to help me out with this podcast. Now we would have had this podcast uh up over the weekend, but um prior was doing some traveling. So uh and politely throwing it in my face. But I I'll leave it at that. I was not politely throwing <laughs> I was not throwing it in your face at all. Uh, he I I'll just, you know, for for cold context, he he was chilling. Not not taking pictures not you know seen in a concert chilling with my one of my favorite singers of all time so i just was like okay life is great <laughs> i said at the end of the year when they ask you how your 2021 was i know me and you have different answers so uh but you know shout out to him though i never hate on what anything my, my man prime is doing so uh shout out to him for actually going out there and being able to you know to do that first of all shout out I, I I want those in there. Shout out for me knowing him. How about that one? Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna say I'm friends with this guy, so I'm saying so. This guy goes out and does all things. I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I was like, I'm a friend of yours. There, there you go. I get all the exclusive yeah. shit. Yeah. By the way, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say uh, that there was that party this weekend, and I was in attendance. That's all. That's all I'll say. That's it. That's all I'm saying. But hey, look, I, I he, he 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 gave me sneak peek stuff, so I can't get mad at him for that. You know, what I'm saying every time a, either a new trail and somebody about to drop before anything knows, I get to I get the sneak peek. So you know, hey, I'm blessed. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, cool. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm blessed. So time to get up into some wrestling stuff here. Before we do that, definitely gotta pay some bills here. So uh, make sure you guys check out spaciousphilly.com spaciousphilly.com production coverage you guys can uh, check out especially for uh, black podcasters all around the city of Philadelphia make sure you guys check out the content they have on there the Market Dark Show the Lulu and Plot Plus One Lulu Pop Horror Show and both sides also check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well such as the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast Nerdgasm Talk Podcast Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond which all these verses and all these death stuff going on, I, I, I want my wife to get up on that. Because first off, I'm, I'm letting you know right now, Prime, if, if 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 I get big enough and anything happens to me, do not let BET do my tribute show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so who you want to do it? VH1? Say what? You want to do a VH1? Uh, man, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I put it in your hands and, and then... You do something with it, cause I don't want being t- Marie there. Don't even do that. <laughs> like, I just I known this guy since I was there in 2016. He was my biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna play the video you sent, Eva Marie. Oh, uh, Eva, fuck it. And, and, and I'm and I'm making it seem like you was happy about it. 
<laughs> oh, wow, you about to yeah, Hell, I smash. Yeah, I know you got that clip. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, no. Yeah, don't let BT touch shit. So, man, uh, come on. It, it, it was COVID. A lot of people probably were just kind of iffy. I don't know. No, I ain't trying to hear that. I, I knew you saw that, I knew you saw, saw that DMX tribute. I saw it. I was like, well, man, for some, for icon like DMX, that was mad short. Yeah. That Joe, yeah. that, that, that Joe was like thrown together with 35 minutes before that Joe went on. Buster Mike wasn't working. I said, Oh, uh, yeah, that part of me, I was like, I was like, why is Buster probably one of the biggest people on the stage? <laughs> Mike ain't working. Come on. Yeah, I said, yeah, you know, I'm done. I checked out. <laughs> I said, I checked out. Oh, yeah, by the way, what, what, another icon and legend, Queen Latifah, and they only gave her two songs. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. Like I said, don't let BT do, do, do a tribute about me. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys check out all that great content as well. And check out also... Um, all of us, on, we're on all the podcast stuff, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and uh, also check us out if you like, like the snippets that we put up there, which I plan on putting back up this week and, and of course, going into the future. Uh, check out YouTube Premium for that as well. And I also plan on getting back to Rewind because a lot of Dark Side of the Rings that uh, since we're on since we're on the uh, the break because it returns in the fall with part two of season three, there's a couple episodes that me and Prime did not uh, review just yet. So we'll we'll be do I'll be doing that on the next podcast. So we have time to actually watch them, but we will talk about the China documentary on this one because that was a uh, a damn good documentary. Uh, so as of right now, um, a couple days we we're gonna probably get into so. We had the Wednesday Night War, which is back because AEW is now back on Wednesdays because the, the Saturdays and Friday shows were throwing me all the way off. Mm-hmm. It was throwing me all the way off. And I, 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 it'd be, I, like, when it be sad, I'd be like, no, you know, it, it's not time for that yet. Oh, wait a minute. It is time. Oh, damn. Like, that's how it was. I really was getting upset because I could, couldn't remember that AEW was on. And then I'm like, because I was like, just keep it on Wednesday. So I'm glad. It's back on Wednesday, so we'll probably talk about that towards the end. Then we got then we released more people and a writer who didn't know how to keep her mouth shut. And you know what? I think we'll just probably just start right up into there first off. So WWE, uh, as we know, it releases another fourteen names from um, their roster, and most of these names are from NXT or the Two Hundred Five Live, which. We you know it was still a thing. Did you know it was still a thing, Prime? I know it was still a thing only because it, it pops up on my Instagram. Oh damn! Well, yeah, I, like, I, I, follow, I, I follow WWE on Instagram and they post stuff on there. So, like two or five live, still a thing. Main event, still a thing. Yeah. And what's the other show? What's the other show? Superstars. That's still a thing. Too. That's still a thing. I think so. Okay. Well. um... The names that that's listed, I mean, obviously none of these are really a surprise, like like it was like Samoa Joe, Alistair Black type names, but uh, we got Breezango, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze have been released, and I mean they they really weren't doing much with them even when they went back to NXT. They wasn't doing much with them anyway. Uh, well, the, well, you see that, right? Uh huh. They're in a the feud, actually. With who? Imperium. Oh, see, so you know what? I have not watched UK 
in a while neither. No, no, they are in NXT. Oh, Imperium in NXT they, now? They, they beat Imperium three weeks in a row. And then this week, this past week, okay, well, the week before last, they were kind of hinting at um, Killian Dane being in the group, but obviously that can't happen. Well, yeah, because Killian Dame is part of that uh, name that uh, got released as well. Along with um, the Bollywood boys, uh, Samir and Celine Singh, they both got released. Then we also had Killian Dame got released. Marina Shafir. I knew it was coming. If Justin Maduke is going, I knew it was coming. Now, maybe there was talks about having her be the the uh, woman in the new Diamond Mine group, which she I don't know about, huh? She's supposed to be, but then she got fired. Yeah, then she got fired. So I was because like, I because that's Rod Shaw's wife. Uh, me personally, I don't know how I feel about Diamond Mine just yet. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, but we we could talk more about that when we get into the NXT and uh, AEW review and stuff like that. But yeah, the Diamond Mine stuff, I'm not sure how necessarily I feel about that. Uh, Kurt Stein got released. I haven't heard much about Kurt Stein and. Arthur Ruiz, who was that uh, kickboxer guy who they brought up for Raw Underground and they drafted the Raw and they did nothing with him and he kind of quietly went back to NXT and did nothing. He was there for six years and then got fired. Mm-hmm. So, and then also, uh, we got Tony Nese, who his biggest claim to fame was winning the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania 35 on the pre-show mm-hmm. in New York. And then we have Arian Davari, who, uh, like I said, it was more so forgettable. Everybody you know, knows that. Everybody cares more about the brother Davari. But uh, Austin Gray got released. I wasn't too familiar with Austin Gray. At first, I thought he said AJ Gray. And I said, wait a minute, AJ Gray don't even work there. But Austin Gray got released. And Everrise. And the last time we seen Everrise, they just been doing comedy skits backstage. But they just lost a hit row a couple weeks ago. Or was it last week? Last week, last week, yeah, they, they got lost. They were, the they were in the rivalry because, like, they tried to rob him or something. And uh-huh. was like, How you want to rob me with a with a ski mask when you got your name on your shirt? And they just ran away and then they beat him in the match later that night. Yeah, and they, they literally beat him out of NXT. So that's those are all uh, the, the releases. So do any of those uh, to you, uh, Prime, come as a surprise? None of them come as a surprise, not really. But I can tell you, since a lot of these are 205 live guys, I can see Tony Nese going to be in the X Division of Impact. I, I definitely see Tony Nese going go, go to Impact. He, he like, has Impact ran over him. While we do make fun of Impact, Impact, the only thing they do keep consistent is their X Division. That's the only That's the only thing. That and they their knockouts. And their knockouts. I'll give them yeah, the and knockouts. But I'm saying like, the X Division, they always keep like they always keep it to where they can have good matches. Even mm-hmm. if all the other matches on the card ain't shaping up, the X Division is going to have good matches and going to have good stars. Yeah. Even though the knockouts, sometimes the knockouts, they go in and out, up and down, but X Division is always consistent. So what, I see Tony Nese going to the X Division. Like, when it comes to the women of Impact, like, they have really have been doing a, a pretty decent job with the women mm-hmm. of Impact. So... Um, that's why I was saying, you know, the, the knockout division is still pretty good, even with, when they have the, the tag team titles, it's the people who have come back and stuff like that. And you know, Tessa was running that division for a while, so 
Oh, what you call it came back too. I don't, I don't even have talked about this. Taylor Wilde came back. Yeah, she 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 came. I I was a huge fan of Taylor Wilde back in the day. Yeah, and I remember I she and I remember she left and she went to college. And I guess she graduated and everything. And now she she came back and I'm like Taylor Wilde, welcome back Taylor Wilde. Yeah, I, I remember her debut and everything. I remember watching her debut and all that. She mm-hmm. had came out the crowd. Yeah. So it then yeah. So she had a tag team now, didn't she? I don't know if she in a tag team, but they just like tagging for whatever common purpose. Okay. So yeah, so t- Taylor Wilde's back, but yeah, so like I said, all we of- need to come back is Sojo Boat. Not nah, kidding. <laughs> Yo, can we get Sojo Boat back though? Real shit. I don't even know what she. I think she just disappeared after. Yeah, I would like I would like Sojo Bo back. Yeah, y'all can leave Rocket Con with Scott Stein. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't need Rocket Con back. I mean, yeah, you want Sojo Bo, Roxy, Roxy, uh, Daphne, who? Daphne, 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 what fifty? <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't, I don't Daphne, know. wasn't Daphne in the original ECW? Well, well, no, well, I'm talking about the uh, the Daphne that, that, that took all those bumps in TNA. Yeah, she was in either ECW or WCW. Oh, I know it was the same Daphne. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, because, honestly, they already have Rosemary, so and they, uh, yeah. they're kind of the same character. You're right, you're right. They already got Rosemary, so I don't need, I need to bring <laughs> them back. But, but, I mean, but you could bring you could bring back. Angelina Love just retired, didn't she? I don't know if she, I think, I don't know. <laughs> Last time I checked, her and Velvet Sky was in the tag team with uh, another person. Okay. On board. So. so yeah, so uh, like I said, none of those names really like surprised me. I mean, I do feel a little bad for Tyler Breeze because Tyler Breeze, I I enjoyed the whole Tyler Breeze run back when he was in NXT when he had the match with Yusha Thunder Liger, had the selfie stick. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, back when he was a big part of my career in two K sixteen. So yeah, I, I like you know that era of Tyler Breeze, and then he came to the main roster, and then he tried to do the view with Dolph Ziggler, and everything just sucked. Yeah, but I kind of, I kind of think he was preparing for this because he has his own wrestling school. So I think he's just gonna do that full time. He probably was. I mean, it's gonna sudden not see him on up up down down stuff like that because I, I think he's yeah, he's I, I, he's like the champion, huh? He's he's been a champion for like a whole four hundred five hundred days. Oh, so he, he got an up up down down championship. But yeah, but since up up down down is owned by like uh, yeah, is a, is a so, part owned by WWE. He will be able to allow yeah, to be so, on there. So they're gonna have to write him off for us, or he's gonna have to like fake lose it or something. You see, and that's dumb. Okay, see, I hate when it's all you know WWE owned now stuff like that. But I mean. I guess. I guess if if Xavier wanted to keep it, that's what we had to do. Yeah, they had a man. I kind of hated because they was in like a, they was in a group. It was Tyler Breeze, Cesaro, and uh, Adam Cole. Hmm. And that was they, they was in a faction on up or down down. I was like, ah, you gonna see that again? Oh, you gonna see? Yeah, because it's kind of remember when he fired Damian Sandow, and and then I used to love him on up up down down back in the day. Man, he was cool on up up down. Back when the the um the videos was just raw, I like that. Back when they was just recording the videos, it wasn't all that professionally done, you know, stuff by the company. That it was just like raw YouTube videos that of wrestlers having good times playing games. That that was the shit. Okay, it's it's, it's kind of like when they did, you know, when he took Zack Ryder's channel. Now it's not as bad as when you know he took Zack Ryder's channel, but still, 
But yeah, so all, all, all you know, I, I wish all of them, you know, the best in the future. I know some are gonna show up in AEW, some are gonna show up in Impact. I doubt it. You don't know about going to AEW? I doubt it. Actually, I can see, I've seen them going there as enhancement talent, as jobbers. Hmm. I could definitely <laughs> see. I could, oh, you know. Everrise got impacts spelled all over Everrise. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you can't see the young bucks coming out being cocky and then fighting the Bollywood boys and then beating them up? Yeah, never mind. Well, I, well you know what? I mean, yeah, why not? But I, I can definitely see them being on like you know, uh, Evelation or whatever that the YouTube shows. Oh, they got. probably, probably. Yeah, and doing that to, to train down there with, with you know going against Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. But there was... oh, you know what? I got a funny. Go ahead. <laughs> I got a funny George Janela story. All right. Uh huh. So my childhood school, the school that I went to, they're in the midst of changing their name, and they are having like meetings to find out what they're gonna change it to. Yeah. And randomly, he showed up there <laughs> to to one of the meetings, and he was acting like he was like a. He was acting as if he was like a hateful MAGA person, right? Oh gosh. And he got escorted out. He said, I'm just frustrated with this. I'm just I'm just done. He he did it as if it was real, so the news was like, one gentleman even walked out and they showed him he's on the news. I'm frustrated, I can't do this. And he walked they showed him walking out on the news and it got viral a little bit, so I thought it was funny. Is this recently? Yeah, like two weeks ago. Wow. Did not see that. <laughs> I missed that, Picky. He oh, had wow. on uh, some jeans, a collared shirt, and cowboy boots with his hair and a ponytail to the back of some, some Macho Man like shoes. He didn't have a Make America Great Again hat? No, 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 no. Oh. But he looked like he was at the meeting. By yeah. that. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny to mention that. Oh, so I, I, I got a couple people right now who look like they, they you know, <laughs> lead the meetings right now uh, so but there, there was another release that happened also it's one that we got to talk about more extensively and that is of the writer that was that was hired by WWE a couple weeks ago Kenise Mobley she was a writer a comedy writer she's a comedian she was brought in by WWE to be to write comedy segments uh, in between the matches and stuff the backstage segments basically because you know how bad they are. But, you know, she came out on a podcast called... Uh, she was she appeared on the Asian Not Asian podcast where she revealed that she knew nothing about professional wrestling. Now, before I get into the transcripts of what has said, Prime, you know me. We've been, we've been doing this show for years. Mm-hmm. I root for anybody black. Mm-hmm. But this was stupid. That was stupid on both ends. It, it was stupid on WWE's part and stupid on her part. And I'm not going to sit here and defend for her because she's black. No, she that was a that was just completely dumb. And first of all, um, I know WWE doesn't require you to know anything about professional wrestling or who every World Rumble winner was since 1988 when it started, or whatever the case may be, because Vince McMahon does not like professional wrestling. You already see how cringe out he gets with Stone Cold calls of wrestling which is what it is it's sport, he, he wants it to be sports entertainment but at the end of the day it's wrestling it's professional wrestling 
So obviously that's not part of the job requirement, but she gets on this podcast, and um, she this is this is the comment of the transcript that she made. She says, "Yes, I have been hired by WWE, given the things that you know about me and my entire life and what I'm into." Yes, that's surprising because she's a comedian; she doesn't know much about wrestling. And uh, she says, uh, "Yes, also a surprise for me." They did not require me to know anything about wrestling, but I do have a background in film production and comedy writing, and they like, perfect, come on in. So, I am on the Monday Night Raw team, so there's a Monday Night Raw and a Friday Night Smackdown, and the people I know that are on it are Bobby, his his name is either Bobby Ashley, uh, Ashley or Bobby Lashley, and I really should, uh, I really should know that. He's like this giant black guy, and he, and the the people who are part of his crew, I know that they are called, or at least as of last year, they call themselves the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. They wear suits, and they're like, we're cool. Now, I know because she was saying I had to go back and listen to some clips. Was saying that she was saying it like in a joking manner to try to be funny because she's a comedian and stuff like that. But um, if you're going to a team or a job, and it's like you don't know who the general manager is, it's kind of a problem a little bit. And it wasn't just the thing that she said, because there's another transcript here that, uh, that, that it, they did not take down. But here's the thing that she was talking about. A friend of hers asked her, uh, how do you feel giving up your self-worth or whatever the case may be like that working for WWE and she never denied that working for WWE is kind of like you know uh, dehumanizing or whatever the case may be but she just said hey they pay good money they pay better money and I'm going to take the money that's basically what she said yeah pretty much so well guess what when that got out a day later she got fired now WWE claims and says that it was not because of this this podcast what she said, but primarily about as bullshit. Okay, and one, a couple of things here. A nail in the coffin, I think, was really that when her friend was saying working for WWE as being like the humanizer, whatever the case may be, and she did she didn't say you know she didn't defend for them, and basically just said yeah I kind of know what it is, but I want the money anyway. That did not help her case at all. Then getting on the podcast and not knowing who the WWE champ It's different if Bobby... And I'm not saying it's right because that's just disrespectful in itself also. But he's the WWE champion. That's the main champion on that show. And you talk about a group, even though I, I hate to admit this, has not been together since the beginning of this year. So... You know, with that being said, it you know you made yourself look like an ass. But then on on the other case of it, WWE uh, doesn't make um, it look better either because you, this is who you're hiring, and you wonder why there's a problem with the show. You wonder why there's problems with with the writing of the show when you had these people who don't know professional wrestling and, it, and like I said you, you may not have to have the qualifications of knowing what every Wrestlemania main event was but you gotta at least know who the champion is 
you got to have some kind of respect for that. And I'm also an advocate for when it comes to diversity, the diversity really needs to also start behind the scenes. Like, I would agree they need a diversity writing team because if you had diversity in the writing room, then maybe Lucha House Party wouldn't be coming out with a pinata. You know, all the stereotypical writing for different ethnic groups of people, especially when you're dealing with blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians. What are you talking about? We got black people and white people writing, that's all. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you got old people and then you also dealing with the uh, LGBTQ community, you, you it's good the to... What? Ha- what is that? I know my alphabets. <laughs> I can see him saying shit like that. I can see him saying some shit like that. So, you, you gotta let me know your thoughts on this. I just thought, first of all, you didn't see, you didn't read the whole thing, see? There was another part, like, the whole part, I was like, yeah, okay, that's that's upsetting. But the part that made me that made me upset when I was like, they had to fight her immediately. She said, she called me, I can't wait for somebody to tell me what a heel, H-E-A-L. Wait, she said found, she can't wait for somebody to tell her what? What a heel is. See. And she spelled heel, H-E-A-L. Oh. And that's why I was like, well, she fired. <laughs> yes. See, and it sounds like, because she's a comedian, she's trying to be funny. And like, hey, search what the hell is I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, what, here's the thing. Why do I want that kind of person on my writing team? There are people... It's like, go ahead. You know, it reminds me, it's like, it's like how a wrestler tries to get heat. I say stuff like that, but she's like not a wrestler. She's barely know what Kate Page is trying to trying to say stuff for heat. That's what it seems like. That's how yeah. people say, yeah. That's what it seems like. But it's like, no, this is not getting over at all. Actually, yeah, it's it's it's, it's probably more so like, yeah, I'm on. This is what they do in wrestling. So let me, so let me try and then end up losing her job. But the, but the thing is, you know, like I said, I, I'm not blaming her for her not knowing wrestling because people have been tearing her ass apart online for her not knowing wrestling and disrespecting Bobby Lashley and so forth and so forth. I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to come down so hard on her for not knowing. Everybody in this world don't know wrestling. The IWC, it sounds big, but it's a small, it, it, like wrestling fans are not as big as football. Well, I mean, it actually it may be. But, uh, you know, with a lot of wrestling fans being out there, everybody's not a wrestling fan. I'm gonna say everybody is not a fan, but I can I can understand why they are so upset because I mean it's like you don't you don't know the the main person that's like I can understand if it was like a Ricochet she called him Ricochet or Ricochet Rick, yeah but it's it's just it's, it's a WWE champion you have you to know remember, you can't you can't remember Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Do you need Leah Rushback to, to remind you what his name is? <laughs> but yeah, with that and not knowing that the Hurt Business was still even a thing and not knowing what it healed is, like, those are things you need to know if you're going to be writing. What, 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 what are they going to bring you in because you're a black lady? They're going to come in there and have you just write for Our truth during 24-7 segments? Our truth don't need no writer. 
R-Truth is a gem on his own. But but the other segments that they that they try to write, that's why these shows feel so damn scripted and everything. Cause like you don't need writers for this shit. I mean, you write the storylines out, but back in the day, when when they were doing their segments backstage, they was sitting there. They gave them a general idea of what needs to be said and let the superstars come up with their own character and let them develop that stuff. But now when you have all these writers that are writing for different people that they shouldn't be writing for in the first place, they sound robotic and idiotic. Do they not? No, they do. Especially when you gotta be like, you gotta say the script word by word by word. It's just like, come on. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, everybody, like I said, you, 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 that's why you have to also have diversity in the writing team also because everybody is different. You know, I'm not expecting, like, the stuff R-Truth pulls off, Drew Gulag not pulling that off. Oh, not at all. Not at all. You know, the, Actually, he did for a little bit when he had that uh, presentation PowerPoint. Yeah, but see, that, that he had a different level of his, his uh, you know, um, personality opposed to R-Truth. He's not doing this, you know, he's not doing the uh, same thing. It's like, you know, what MVP does on the mic, you know what I'm saying, you know, or what the New Day do is not going to be the same thing Jackson Riker's going to do. You know. Put on the red hat. Say what? Put on the red hat. Yeah, and, and bruh, I mean, you see, you seen him with his haircut now. I mean, that man is leading to be like open door overtime. <laughs> so, uh,. That that is this is a, a huge WWE problem and they, and they were probably embarrassed because it all came out and everybody knows that the WWE machine and their writing stash it probably sucks and like I said and she didn't come out and say no WWE is not like that it's a, it's a good company to work at and I rec- you know recommend people to work at that and then they also you know they pay good money but she didn't say none of that she just said yeah I kind of get it but I just want the money. It's like basically, yeah, I I have no self worth anyway. I just I just want to get paid, and whether it was saying it to be funny or whatever the case may be at the podcast, it was just badly timed, and that's what happened. And she got fired, and I you know that's that's on her. That is on her, but it's on WWE. Like we have people out here. We there are people that are out there writing that have an idea, at least a general idea of wrestling. Even if you only know from like two thousand eight on down, that's enough to know how wrestling works, how how the, the wrestlers will talk to each other, and how different characters or different people will express their personalities. That's what needs to be happening. So that right there, I'm telling you. I, I I never I never got it, but yeah, she got. To, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if W like this. Look, I like, don't let it happen again, and hire her behind closed doors. But what they they probably need to do is really go, go and try to find themselves a legit writer, or you know, because I don't know what's going on with the company right now. Vince letting all these people go, stocks is going down. Like I don't I don't know what's going on with the company. I don't know if he's gonna try to sell or whatever the case may be. I don't know, but it's it's a lot of weird stuff. It's a lot of what stuff? Weird stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of weird, why don't we uh, 
for the first time in a long time, me and Prime are going to talk about Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> You're going to talk about it. I'm going to just comment. Look, <laughs> look, me and Prime have not done a Raw review in months. Okay? And to be fair, we have not watched Raw. Prime has not watched Raw longer than I have. So to be fair. Mm-hmm. But, uh-huh. But they uh they're about to move out the Thunderdome. So I've been hearing that their their shows have been pretty strong since they're about to move out the move out the, the uh the Thunderdome. And I was like, well, let me just see for myself because I, me and Prime, I still plan on doing it, plan on re- reviewing the old school Raw shows. Okay. Like I I, I, I would, you, would you still be interested in that? Yeah, it'd be better than what we're doing now. For, yeah. uh, current, Raw. You're right. So, but so Raw kicks off. Uh, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce, they're backstage and they're talking about do the circumstances beyond their control? Because once again, I remind everybody, I have not watched Raw in over about two months because of been dealing with my mother. So I, I I don't even know how RK how RK Bro became a thing. But Randy Orton is unable to compete in wait, the main. Wait, 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 real quick. How do you, how do you think it became that? How do you think it became a thing, and it's probably how it became a thing. Okay, well, if if I'm going to my wrestling knowledge here, I'm going to think that uh, Randy Orton needed a partner in order to face Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I'm guessing, and uh, he decided to go in it by himself. But then Riddle decided that he wanted to help him out, and they end up winning. Because, like I said, I haven't seen Raw, so I don't know what's going on and then all of a sudden Riddle wants to be like his his it's kinda of like a Drake Maverick and Killian Dame thing. Like Riddle really wants to impress Randy and be his partner but Randy is not accepting it or making him do all other kind of things. Is that how it happened? Not quite, but it's kinda of close. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> Matt Riddle was scooting in the back. He was like, Whoa, Randy Orton, dude. You know you're my favorite wrestler, man. I would like to tag with you one day. And then he just scoots off. Randy was like, all right. And then I think somehow, some way, they was fighting two enemies. And he, and he, you know, obviously, you know, when one of them come out, Matt Riddle came out, and they were just a team. Mm. But now it's like, now it's like, Matt Riddle was just like, yeah, we're a team. And Randy's just like, and he walks off. It was like rock and soft. Wow. <laughs> well, so I guess I like was he, close. They they even do each other's finishes. I I did see a clip of Matt Riddle doing RKO. Yes, and then Randy Orton did Matt Riddle's finisher. Oh God. <laughs> so, whatever reason. Oh yeah, we get to it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for some reason, Reigns not on the show today. I didn't know if he was injured or something happened last week that I missed, but. No, okay. no reason. Literally, like, there was no reason. No reason, gotcha. So, uh, there will be an over-top row battle royal to determine who will replace Randy Orton in the match. And Riddle says, well, look, man, I feel really bad about what happened last week. Like I said, I don't know what happened last week. So, I was like, well, what happened? Because Riddle's well, in lost. the match. He, he lost some more, sir. Oh, okay. I was saying, because Riddle's in the match. And he says, let me yeah, go in Randy, there. Randy lost some more, sir. Oh, okay. The Morrison. He said, let, let, let me go in there as Randy. 
and I go to battle roll, and then I go into triple threat, and then I win, and then Randy, can you imagine RK bro climbing the ladder and winning the money in the bank? Like he was really, really angry. So he brought out a letter. The letter had me dying though. It said, uh, "Loa, I, the Viper Randy Orton of sound body and mind, hereby declare that my best friend Riddle, uh, Hinder Force, take my place." In tonight's last chance triple threat match. <laughs> Clearly written by Riddle. I was like, okay, a little good comedy there. So I don't uh, know if that's good comedy or bad comedy. I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause Cause it's like I, I think because Riddle's doing it, it's making me laugh a little bit. I know it's, it's Riddle's doing it, but I'm like, is he an idiot? Because he, he's his letters are spelled backwards with the S was backwards and some letters is backwards and upside down. I'm like, what is he, Bart Simpson? What is <laughs> like? So he can't write. He can't write English now. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's what it sounds like. Right. So, well, now we, the battle world begins, and then so he gets the only entrance. So I'm like, well, we know who wins this one. Well, but <laughs> I got so many problems with this. Okay, go ahead. Damien Priest just makes his return to nothing. Here's the thing: I didn't know he was going. What, what happened to Damien Priest? Mm-hmm. No, he was been he was hurt ever since the night after WrestleMania. He hasn't been there. No, he was there for WrestleMania. I mean, backlash. Okay, ever since those zombies, he hasn't been there. Oh, okay. So since WrestleMania backlash, he has not been there at all. And he comes back. They ain't never announce him. They ain't say like welcome back. They ain't say nothing. He was just like there with a job of entrance. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, where are the other interests? Jenna Mahal was in there. Then I, I was like, okay. Then they had Kira Tozawa and R-Truth and Drew Gulak, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Cedric Alexander, Jeff Hardy. I was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, last, last week, after Drew McIntyre lost, Cedric, Gender, and Jeff Hardy was mad because it was like, how does Gender get a second chance? I mean, how does Drew get a second chance even though he just lost his match? But we haven't even gotten a chance at all. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that does make sense. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they're having fans come back. I'm like, why would you not want Jeff Hardy? Because, you know, Jeff Hardy. No, but I'm saying, Jeff Hardy is supposed to change his theme song when fans come back. So, like, I want you to have him come out in Money, Money in the Bank, the first show with fans, so that he can play his No More Words theme song. Unless they unless they wait for SummerSlam, I mean, probably because right now he don't have a rivalry to be on the show in the first place. Or he can get the money in the bank. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, but I mean, since since not they wanted to do this whole riddle storyline. Well, oh, and Mansoor's in here. So look, make a long story short. Just for, real quick though. Yeah. If you gonna have the return of Jeff Hardy's No More Words, you should do that SummerSlam where you were in this football stadium. But, I agree. But I'm saying like he can't just be like in the in the battle royal and he come out to he gotta he gotta have like a a marquee match or something right. I hope so. Because and another thing, they're trying to make SummerSlam really big. So another question I have: Can he just retire? Like okay, not not just. I mean like, can he say like I'm going to retire just to get out of his WWE contract and then come back and and go to AEW? Or can you not do that? I don't think you can do that. 
Uh, Grant? Well, no, nah, actually, Grant did get traded, so never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think, I'll be, uh, a lot of people do it. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, but, um, I think I'm gonna retire, and then like two months later, yeah. what's Jeff Hardy doing in AEW? Yeah, I definitely said he will definitely go go to AEW and join them. Um, so everybody gets tossed over the ropes. Shelt Benjamin, I mean Jeff Hardy is giving everybody twisted face, but then Cedric tosses Jeff Hardy over the ropes. Uh. Then it's him, Drew, Riddle, and Gender left. Uh, Gender's out. Cedric gets um. God, I forgot what he got. He, he gets tossed out. Uh, R Truth, Drew Gulak, and Security Desire literally run a train on the on the 24/7 championship on the outside. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Uh, and if and finally at the end, Riddle uh tosses out um. Damian Priest, that's who it was that was left. Damian Priest, and he is going to go to triple threat match with AJ Styles and Drew uh, Drew McIntyre later on in the night. So he's going for Randy Orton. So Shannon Baze is backstage playing with a deck of cards because I learned and I actually looked at some of the videos going backwards about this Shannon Baze versus this doll thing. This shit is terrible. Mm -hmm. This shit is all the way terrible. Uh... Nikki Cross, which I had a little bad, is now a superhero. She calls herself Nikki Ash, almost mm-hmm. a superhero because SHIT isn't going to work right now. And I'm like, wait a minute, why is she a superhero? Wait a minute, why are her and Alexa cool again? Did I miss? Yeah, mi- exactly. Did I miss something, or they just drew that in there? No, nope, there was nothing. So they have Nikki Cross taking on Shayna Baszler and with Nia Jackson Reginald, and I'm like. Reginald's still with them? Okay. So I, I missed I I miss a lot when you ain't watching in like two months. Uh Nikki Cross wins with a world uh uh a tilt the world roll up for the win. This is what we're doing with Shayna Baszler, the last horseman. This is yep. what we're doing with Shayna Baszler. Yep. Right. You absolutely right. So uh we get a replay of last week of how Bobby destroyed uh Xavier in the hell in the cell. Kingston comes to the ring and he said there's certain moments in our lives that change for better or for worse and he's not sure how last week has affected him yet but uh, here we're screaming pain and torture because uh, it was a hell of a cell matchup but he's going to be buying paying money in the bank MVP comes to the stage with the ladies I guess since we don't have her business we're going to come there with ladies but he's not there with uh, with no Bobby Lashley he says you thinking that you're going to beat Bobby Lashley is ridiculous you think what Brock Lesnar did to you was bad uh, Bobby Lashley is going to be uh, much worse and then um, Kobe said, well, you know, where your champion is. He's scared because, you know, when I was champion, I was going there. I went to Africa. I was you know, seeing the kids there, and I came back and defended my championship for TV for six months and stuff like that. I, w- I took no days off when I was a champion. And your man sitting there getting to take uh, days off in three weeks, you know what I'm saying, he's going to lose uh, that championship. And then uh, MVP basically says, um, you know, look, if it, if he wasn't hurt, he coming to whoop Kofi's ass right now, but he is legitimately hurt and uh he's not able to complete compete. Well then Kofi said we've well, been looking at injury for about a good couple months now. So he runs out to the ring and tries to attack MVP. MVP kinda like ducks and shows you're not injured and then gets a trouble in paradise as Kingston uh, Kingston lays him out. So you know what this means. Next week MVP versus you know, Kofi Kingston. What you know, what you could did though, is if you ain't have no, if you had her business, he wouldn't need to wrestle. 
Yeah, true, but just uh, weirdly, weirdly enough, one of my uh, not I don't know, so weird memory I have Kofi versus MVP for the for the U.S. title. You guys years ago. Yeah, just, I don't know why that randomly stuck in my head, but I'm like, yeah, I remember that being a good match, solid match. Mm. Well, they're, they're gonna probably have a solid match. Uh, <clears throat> then we see Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Why are they calling Piper Niven? Do drop because I guess that's the name Eva. That is, Eva is so fucking hair. disrespectful. So it's Oscar and Naomi taking on Eva Marie and Do Drop. Eva Marie doesn't get into the match because apparently last week Do Drop uh, did not tag. So, okay, last, last week they broke up. They, oh, they broke up. Okay, so why are they coming out now? And I, who I don't know. Mm. <laughs> that's. Yes, exactly. Oh, it's a headache. So apparently, Dewdrop did they, they left and then Eva Marie got pinned. Good. So now it's they're having a rematch. So Naomi and uh, Oscar are, you know, doing their best they can with with uh, Dewdrop. But uh, she finally fights the mama. She's going for a tag. Eva Marie goes off the apron, doesn't want the tag, and then uh, she just trucks Naomi out of nowhere. Takes the has Oscar to see the position. There's a running cross body and pins Oscar. Pins Oscar. So yeah, just just pin one of the dominant, most dominant women who, who was just champion for over a year. With the, with the running cross body splash. She was just the champion literally two months ago for a whole year, mm. and now she's getting beat by Dewdrop. Yep. Alright. And then so she wins the match. Eva Marie, Eva fucking Marie, grabs the microphone and asks herself as the winner and do drop. Piper Niven isn't happy. I was like, why stop calling this woman this? Uh, Miz and Morrison are backstage talking about Morrison's chances of winning the briefcase. And Miz and Morrison is guaranteed to win because he already won the match more than once. Then Ricochet interrupts and then he steals uh, the uh, drip stick and sprays them with it. Why is Morrison this? Drip, drip, guy. There, I don't get. I, it. I, I don't know, but you know. Uh, Ricochet and John uh, going against John Morrison. Uh, the, the matchup is really good. Why is Ricochet now? Please help me if I miss something. Why is he wrestling in jeans? No, we don't know. I'm like he he came out for an open challenge, and he was in jeans, and he just kept them on. I'm like. Okay, cause I'm like, like he about to be like a street fighter or something. But that, that's like that's like when uh when Cesaro was announced as the Mister Opponent, and it was like, oh, he's not ready because he got all his uh his his uh you know suit, and he ripped it off. Then he just started uh, coming out with a suit after that. Oh wow! Well, uh, so the match is actually pretty good because these two both know how to wrestle, and it's good to miss. Well, I mean, out. yeah, I mean, you know, Johnny Mundo versus uh Prince Puma. Prince Puma, yeah. So there you go. Uh. Then we have uh, the Miz on the outside in the wheelchair because he's you know still has an ACL tear. There's a move that Ricochet does. He runs up the side of Miz's wheelchair and then catch and then does a, a Hurricane Rana or a head scissors you know take over to uh, Morrison. I thought that was dope. But then um, Miz goes for the Starship Pain. Nobody's home. And he rolls out on the apron and Ricochet connects with a springboard dropkick, knocks it out to the floor. So Morrison sits on the barricade. To uh, avoid the dive and, and mock uh, 
Ricochet, but you know, Ricochet's like, no, I'm Ricochet, some bitch. And does a springboard uh, crossbody from the ring to Morrison seated up on the barricade, and that jaw just looks sick. And I, I kind of was like, they probably had to do this spot now because this would have been a good spot to do at Money in the Bank, but I forgot there's going to be fans there. And that just looked crazy. You, you still do that with fans, man. They be going crazy. They would be, but it, it also you you gonna fall into the fans, and then you're not gonna have a good landing because you gotta fall into them chairs and stuff. And the way they, you know, Johnny, way, Johnny can take it. Bro, you crazy as hell. <laughs> you crazy as hell. Did you not see the spot? He did, did he took a spot off the ladder and fell through? Did he do that last year? Uh, I think he did. Uh, well, he can't fall on some chairs with fans on. Him. Well, I mean, because it's head and neck is what I'm worried about. Not uh, falling, okay. not falling okay. around okay. your okay. back. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's a double count out, and I was like, well, if if there's a, 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 any double count that I accept, it's gonna be that one. Uh, so we have Charlotte, Tamina, and Natalia backstage talking about some look. We may not like each other, but we all have a legacy that we have to hold up. And I'm like, well, more so. You know, but uh, but uh, we're gonna teach Rhea Ripley, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose about respect. Six women tag team matchup is up there, and what happened to my girl Dana Brooke? She don't even look the same no more. Surgery. I was like, she don't even look the same no more. I was like, I miss my Dana Brooke who was thick, and now she getting all lean and Kurt Angle like it. I'm like, I don't see on. I, I don't. Um. This matchup is really, is really forgettable as Charlotte hits a big boot on Mandy Rose and wins the matchup. That's yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing much to see here. As soon as the match ends, no uh, Ripley chops a uh, chop blocks Flair from behind and high tails as the Queen stares in fury. That's it. Jackson Riker's backstage slapping himself with a strap because that's an image I did not need to see. Uh. R2 runs past and asks, why is he doing it? Riker says he's preparing himself. He and Elias were bond together, and he's purged himself of weakness and finding out where to inflict the most pain. What? Who know? Did you hear that shit? I did. Mm. Well, Truth wants to t- t- take it into Lasso Tazawa. He's like, you know what? Never mind. Strap match. Elias versus Jackson Riker. I'm like, well, I don't need to see the meetings match. So, uh, after Riker uses the strap and then puts Elias in the boss man slam, which is just what I'm calling it, and wins the matchup. So, okay. Riddle's backstage warming up talking about some, be the Viper, be the Viper. And the Damon Priest comes back there and just says, look, hey, man, if anybody's lucky to have you as a partner, it's definitely Randy. And he has he pulled out the, oh, no, be the Viper, be the Viper. So, it's time for the main event. Drew McIntyre versus Riddle versus AJ Styles. So, uh, this matchup was one of the better Raw main events that we've had in a long time. I th- as just, just as looking at it as, as just a match, it was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riddle and AJ Styles uh, team up. And put Drew McIntyre through an announce table. They didn't like last week's main event. What was are you talking about the Hell in a Cell? Yes, for no reason. 
I mean, it was all the stuff for no reason. Well, you know what the reason was. Because you're like, well, it, Fox got a hell in the cell match with SmackDown. And I mean, he want a hell in the cell match. You gotta. I mean, at least I would. I would rather be like, nah, you can have it if you gonna have a good match. Like, if you're not gonna have a good match, then why even? Yeah, I mean, it was all right. It, it, it literally, it was all right. But I mean, it was for look. I'm gonna say it's for no reason because we already knew it wasn't no impl- Like, it didn't make a difference. That's my point. Like, uh huh. You know, it really did. It was like, yeah, I just want to hell in a cell match too. Like, they really, that's what all it was. So, uh, they slammed Drew McIntyre, uh, through the table. So then now it's time for this riddle and AJ Styles to go ahead and, and do their thing. And they're having some great back and forth action. Also, I almost standing right there on the outside. And, uh, Riddle wants to go for an RKO, but AJ hits him with a burning hammer. That was sick. And, uh, for near four, McIntyre pulls himself up and then runs into the barricade, uh, runs AJ to the barricade post repeatedly. Like that, that looked like it sucked too. Riddle uh, uh, tries to hit McIntyre, but misses and hits the steel steps with his foot. So now his foot is injured, and then they have to go take him to the back. I said, okay, I know what's going to happen. They're going to take him to the back. He's going to come back down and do the whole big victory type thing. So now it's just Drew and AJ uh, tearing it up, and they are really tearing each other up with high belly-to-bellies and high back body drops and everything. Uh AJ lands with a furious strikes, but Drew catches him with a Mishinoku driver for a near fall. McIntyre runs for the Claymore, but AJ caught him with a chop block, and then Styles pops the calf crusher, kind of, and as Drew screams, Riddle comes limping down, and then uh, gets AJ in a rear naked choke, but AJ elbows out of it. Uh, Riddle knocks uh, McIntyre outside, so then uh, hits AJ with a knee, and then catches him with an RKO. And I was like, not a bad RKO riddle. He goes and covers him, but almost pulls AJ out the ring. And then when um, Riddle gets up, bam, gets hit with a Claymore kick. One, two, three. That's the win. Uh, he, impressive showing by Riddle for the, the Matt Riddle show, but Drew McIntyre is going to the main to make uh, pay per view. I hate it. I, I, I figured you would hate him going to the going to uh, main to pay. Just tired, like. He's he he. First of all, he had an opportunity. First of all, first of all, he had like three opportunities to fight Lashley, and he lost them all. And then, and then, he got a qualifying match to fight Lashley. He lost that. Then he had another qualifying match, and then he won that. Now he's in the match to maybe potentially fight Lashley again. Well, remember he can't fight Lashley as long as he's the champion. But if he wants money in the bank, you can do whatever you want. Which is my point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, trust me, I think it sucks too. But I, I, I don't want Randy Orton in the match though. I'm tired of seeing Randy Orton in these ladder matches to do another. I don't either. So I, that's what I'm saying. So Riddle had to lose. AJ obviously is going to be in a tag team with almost going Omos going up mm-hmm. against uh, the Viking Raiders. So I knew AJ wasn't going to win. Yeah, so it's like saying, no, either one Randy or Drew. So I'm like, I'll take a Claymore over RKO right now. Well, I, last week, Gender uh, Cedric and Jeff Hardy was like, "What if we injure Drew? Then can we be put in the match?" And it was like, "Yeah." So, you know, yeah. that that would be a cool line to say if they were. I don't know the hurt business, but you know, let me not be the dead horse here. 
they were just mad because they went in the match. So it's like, what if we injure one of the people, or if one of the people mysteriously get injured, can we be in the match? And they said, yeah. So mm. I think Drew might have to be that guy that gets injured. <laughs> he he might have to be. And he might have to. Or that, so, so would you think Cedric will take a spot then? Uh, I can see either Jeff or Gender. Gender. Maybe Jeff, since it's a lot of match, he can okay. die. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Morrison, Ricochet, Jeff, in the ladder match. Some Jeff is the one that's dying. You're right. I'm curious to see who's going to, you know, be on the SmackDown side. But guys, that was our raw review. Spanish, so- Spanish fly from the ladder to another ladder, hanging over the be- over the, the barricade yeah, it's gonna be and crazy. calling it. It's going to be crazy. Uh, we <laughs> we go. Uh, that's our raw review. So uh, it f- felt pretty good to talk to my homie and do the raw review again, stuff like that. So we're gonna move on to the last two things of the podcast that we got to move on to. All right, well, guys, let's get into what I what we turn to the Wednesday Night War. At first, I was thinking about just doing the NXT reviews and AEW reviews separate, but since we are coming to the end of the NBA playoffs and the finals is on ABC. We're back on Wednesday night. So if Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going back to my Wednesday night war routine. We, we tried NXT last week by itself. It was all right. But I want to go back to this format, especially since we had prime time back back in the building with us. So let's go right on to see uh, Tuesday night NXT where we got a big show line for you guys. A huge North American Championship main event and a huge opening matchup. So... Uh, we, we get we, the Great American Bash is next week so are they doing two nights or one night I think they're doing one one night because Fighter Fest for AEW is in two weeks right uh, I don't they got something like for the for the next month they got like an event oh okay well, well I like a, a branded show okay I got yeah. you I got to look up into all this stuff uh, so Let's go into NXT here. Uh, so we get a recap of what happened last week on NXT. I did see last week on NXT because I reviewed it. And we're getting ready for Adam Cole versus Colorado Part 2. Even though I was like, so this ain't the Unsanctioned match, but this will be a regular match. So, you know, let's see how that goes. Uh, we're going to start off this week's NXT with the number one contenders triple threat matchup. Ember Moon and Shashi Blackheart <coughs> versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Versus Io Shirai and Zoe Starks. So, I have been getting back into NXT. First of all, I like how uh, NXT is treating their women's teams better than they are on WWE. To be honest, even though I saw that it should be two sets of titles. But, sure, whatever. Uh, I, I Like I said, Zoe Starks and... Io Shirai is really out of the blue for me, obviously, but most teams are when you're dealing with the women's division. Uh, at one point, I thought they was going to put Poppy and Io on the same team. Who? Poppy. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. But I'm like, I don't think she wrestles. Good point. Well, see, I, I would like to see Zia Lee and Io Shirai, but... Yeah, but she's, you know... Yeah, she's doing something else right now. So... This matchup is wild and crazy from the start. We're doing triple threat rules. I like how 
when they have triple threat matches, like in a tag team, they, they have them in triple threat matches opposed to just the two of them starting out, and then one team got to randomly tag in. So each member of the team is represented in the matchup. Raquel Gonzalez, Ember Moon, and Io Shirai are all in there, and they all have a great exchange as Raquel Gonzalez is doing the big girl stuff, and Ember Moon and Io Shirai are doing tag teaming to uh, get her outside the ring. Obviously, we got a pile-up spot where we knock out Raquel Gonzalez outside the ring and then Io Shirai does a moonsault. And then after she does the moonsault, we have uh, Ember Moon hold the ropes open. Shazi Blackheart d dives outside the ring. Then Ember Moon says, well, here, here I go. And let me dive outside the ring. And then, oh, and here we go. Here comes Zoe Starks because she got to go fly. She bounces and she flies outside the ring as well, too. I mean, it looked fine and showing how athletic these women are, but you know how I feel about the pile-up spot. <laughs> it's used a lot. It's used a lot. It, it, it's, and I would say, for these women had to sit there and wait and catch these women as or, or catch these people as they come down. It just looks so so damn awkward. Like, you wouldn't stop in a fight to do that. But, you know, and like, if one person wants to dive outside the ring, you know what I'm saying, that's fine, but... When you start doing the power spot and everybody got to come out there and fly and stuff like that, fine. So we go to commercial break when we come See, back. I, I, I would love it if they make it look more believable, like they still fighting while the person is diving. Yeah. Not just sitting there like, all right, this breaks. They kind of like, you know, like how Daniels and, uh, and AJ was doing when Joe came out. Yeah. yeah they were like still brawling. Oh, it's still, still brawling and Joe's like, bah, 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 hit him like that, something like that. So, yeah. And well, I mean, on on, on that note, you you need a lot of the diver to try to dive right in the right sweet spot, you know, to, to cushion your fall. Because if you, if, I'm not gonna trust Brie Bella or Sasha Banks to do that. <laughs> you you got to catch those women. Uh, Stark hits a flying splash with Dakota. Tags in Io Shirai, who does the same. Io hits a six one nine and a springboard drop kick. But Shotty tags in to break up the pin. These things are going all haywire now. And then now uh, we get to down where I call the, the finishing sequences as uh, we have Ember Moon comes off the top and hits Zoe Starks with a uh, Eclipse. And then Ember Moon gets a GTS. It looks like by Dakota Kai, which looked very, very sloppy, by the way, because like she dropped herself and everything like that. But then Io Shirai gives like a, 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 a Hadouken or a, a Shikugan up to, on a... Uh, uh, Dakota Kai that goes for the moonsault and then pins Dakota Kai and then Io Shirai and Zoe Starks are your winners. They're going up to face the way Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae for the tag team championships. I don't think they're going to win them, but you know, it was a good opener. How do you think about the opener? I thought it was solid. I was just like, man, I ain't going really care. No one. I mean, I, I said, it was a good. It was a good match. Of, of I mean, yeah, Tizu but Bob. you haven't done nothing to make us care about these people, except for uh, uh, Raquel. Uh huh. Other uh, than I don't care about. I mean, even I like the shot. I don't care about shots. Ember, Zoe, or Io at this point. At the moment. At the moment. Gotcha. Uh, Scarlet and Karen Cross arriving backstage. Trying to go again and runs into them, slams them into the garage door. They start brawling and somebody to uh, break them off. Across Break them, break them apart, Thomas. So that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be, Johnny. And then, uh, so, Bronson Reed is backstage, uh, interview how excited he was for the tournament and how he won North American Championship. Then Hit Row appears and Swerve questions how Reed w was the one to come out of the tournament as champion. And then, uh, 
Reed and Top Dollar argue for a little bit, but then uh, Swerve tells him to put that championship on the line tonight, and he does. And I, at first, I was just like, why would he do that? But so we never got a chance to talk about it. I am feeling hit row, bro. I'm not at the moment. You still not feel hit row yet? Not at the moment. What is it about hit row that you not feel? I'm kind of curious. I just gotta get used. I'm not just. I'm not just when they start like just because they a, a black faction. I'm just not about to just be. All right, bro. You know. It's death row records. See, they, they got their own Suge Knight and everything. I know, but I'm saying I'm just not. I'm just not not feeling it. I, I I got first of all I want to see B fine wrestle. She's not, I don't think ready yet. I heard uh, I, I was hearing that, he, that she does wrestle. I was like, but no, she 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 does. What I'm saying, I think she's still kind of green a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm just saying, I'm just I'm just not feeling it just yet. Uh-huh. I mean, don't get me wrong, it ain't no hurt business. I was. Hundred percent on board with her business, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, it yeah, ain't but it no her business while, yet. Though. What'd you say? I said it took a while to get to to get that. What on her business? Yeah, yeah. I I, I was team her business on, on all that stuff like that. So, but I don't know. It's something about the hit because I'm a big fan of Shane Strickland, aka Swerve Scott. So I like him. I like that the top dollar guy. He's like. Big but agile, uh, agile as fuck. And Ashanti the Adonis, he, he's a. I see him on two hundred five live. He's he's a really good wrestler. He's really good. So, uh, mm-hmm. those guys, as I said, it's growing on me now. But hold on, but I'll get to how I feel about the the championship and stuff when we get to the end. Uh, uh, Karen Cross comes to the ring and he's mad at. Gorgano, obviously, and then uh, he says, well, you know, touche, Johnny, but, you know, he's going to get him back. But then come face the man-to-man. Gorgano pops up. He says he's not afraid of, uh, but, you know, Cross attacked him like a coward last week. But then we have uh, Austin Theory attack Cross from behind, and Gorgano come join the beatdown, and Cross beats them both out the ring and slams uh, Johnny into the plexiglass a few times. And the list of still says to look to crush Gorgano's head, but officials run down to stop Gorgano, him and Samoa Joe. And that's what Cross says, you're doing a hell of a job, Joe. So, uh, now we go to the, the, the new faction, Diamond Mine. Not a, you know, because I was like, I'm not a fan of the Diamond Mine right now. That's something that's not growing on me. Roderick Strong taking on Ash, Asher Hale. He beats him with a double underhook submission. Michael Bibbs is in the ring and says, uh, Diamond Mine is open for business. I'm like, that is borderline her business right there. And that makes me really not like it. How do you feel about it? Nah, I just don't. It just don't even. Uh, Roderick Strong should not be the leader of a group, ever. If Roderick Strong falls in that category, ever. Right. Hey, we'll I see. mean, I mean, that's probably why they got the, you know, Malcolm Bivis is the manager. But I don't understand. Like, what's the purpose? What's the, like, are they supposed to be like, Olympic athletes like Team Angle, or are they trying to? Who knows. It's a Roderick Strong-led uh, faction. It's not going to do well. It's not. I mean, but, but, but you, you understand what I'm saying? Each faction has like a theme. It's like yeah, Hit Row obviously is is like Death Row Records. Then we have her business, which it was supposed to like, yo, we are like these businessmen that afflict pain and hurt and stuff like that, kind of like but, that. Huh? I, it's just weird because how you going to, first of all, how you going to take the third, possibly the fourth man 
of a faction and make him and make him a leader of another faction. It's like nobody wants to see Virgil lead a faction. It, no, whoa, nobody man, wants you, to see you, you Steve. You call Roddy Virgil? Well, no, what I'm just saying. Nobody wants yeah. to see Stevie Ray lead a faction. There you go. No one wants to see X Pop. Well, uh, uh, hey, are you ready for the X Factor? <laughs> well, I doubt one, but still, you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, I got nobody everything I ever wanted. Nobody wants to see Billy Gunn lead a faction. You mean like the Gun Club? <laughs> exactly, is what I mean. Oh, yeah, the the Diamond work. The Diamond is almost on that level of choo choo union. <laughs> God, I hate the union. Uh, Cameron Grimes is taking on Eric Sterling. The bell rings. Cameron Grimes uh, is, is on there. He, you know, it's a pretty basic Cameron Grimes matchup as he hits the cave in for the win, and then Elliot Knight interrupts him as he celebrates, calls him a natural born loser, and uh, he, he he tells him that you know he never gonna be as great as him. He never had a goal because he won the million dollar championship at uh, to take over in your house, and he said, but then Cameron Grimes said, how about I take it next week? And then he accepts a challenge. He said, but Grimes doesn't deserve it. And then, uh, but Cameron Grimes said, well, you know what? Uh, he wants the belt so badly he can wrestle the title. And then, uh, he's going, he has no problem because he's going to leave it to bash with the million, uh, as the million dollar man. And he's going to take that belt to the moon. So, since he's a face now, do you like him? Absolutely not. <laughs> Is he more insufferable? No, it just it's just it's not I don't know, it's just not I don't know what's wrong with this man. Now how do you feel about LA Knight though? Coming from, you know, Impact doing his thing. Hold up. Now, what did you say? How do you feel about L.A. Knight? Uh, from him coming to from Impact, I don't know. Impact, he was like, real, I think he was world champion. He was doing good, but here, I don't know. Just he's he's getting there, but not. I don't, I'm still not. So, well, I mean, he he's obviously going to be a champion eventually in NXT. I I can see that happening. But, you, know, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just be honest. One thing that just hurts me so much is L.A. Knight as a name. L.A. Knight. Well, I mean, th- th- does Impact on Eli Drake? No, he had it on the Indies. Oh, okay. They just wanted to hit the name the copyright, I guess. You know, but what was they watching? Light Mike? The L.A. Knight? Yeah, oh, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle O'Reilly comes out. Uh, and then he says, you know, he's been testing himself against the best. He wants to fight dudes who make him better. Next week is Cole versus O'Reilly too. Last time was gritty, violent, and sanctioned. He got his hand raised and proved that he belonged in the main event to be eventually NXT champion. But Cole refused to see it and continues to make excuses. And uh, O'Reilly t- tells Cole to come down to make excuses ahead of time. Uh, Adam Cole comes down to the ramp. But then Samoa Joe comes down, like, we're we not going to have none of y'all guys fighting, so we, I'm going to be the mediator of this type thing. And um, 
Cole tells Orion that he's obsessed, but then Orion says, you're the obsessed one. Cole says, you're nothing without him. And then uh, goes further, farther back to NXT. And he says he has always been the star in the Undisputed Era and everything he's done. And you had, you've never been the star. Um, the entire world knows it. His wife knows it. Joe knows it. And he's like, don't ever mention my wife. And uh, Cole uh, you know, talks some more shit. And then steps the microphone out of Colorado's hand as they you know, clash his a little bit. But then he tries to go attack Kyle O'Reilly, but he puts him in the heel hook. And I like how Joe is just watching him be put in this heel hook. And he's like, Joe, make him stop. And he's just like, no, nope, I'm going to walk away from this. And uh, and then he, he sends security finally down there to go uh, separate them. So how would you like to stand off? And how do you think Cole and O'Reilly, too, is going to be? I, I, I like this. I think it's going to be... I think it's gonna be good in the regular match. I think Adam Cole wins, but you know, we'll see what happens. Are they having a takeover Brooklyn this year? Uh, yes, they are having it the day after. After what? SummerSlam. Okay, so I might say they're probably gonna do Cole and O'Reilly three, the final one. Cause I see Cole win the regular match. Yeah. I see Cole win the match. Uh, they're having. Take over the the night after SummerSlam. I don't know where it. I'm assuming in the same place, but I don't know where. where okay. It uh, we, so we have a a, a new team, uh, which is Zaylee and Bowen. Name. Uh, I'm gonna get this wrong. What is it? Uh, Titan Shy. <sighs> All right. I, I might as well go there. All right, look. They messed up this thing. Uh, uh, they messed this thing up. All right. All right, I'm about to say, so, so, so teach me, because I, like I said, I just got back in the last week for the NXT. No, no, no. Like, a few months ago, they gave this promo, and it was like, oh, this TN Shaw's a ghost. She's a legend. She's been around for thousands of years. She's a dragon. She, they basically make it a female undertaker. They call her TN Shaw, but now her name is mainly, and the group name is TN Shaw, so they changed it. Hmm. But like they didn't say nothing about it. They just changed their say nothing. Wow. So now the group is too much. And Ming Lee is just the, the female ghost or whatever they're gonna call it. Mm. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But it doesn't at, at all. But, you know, logic. <laughs> okay, anyway, sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, this match, I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to spend that much time on this match. But, no, yeah. because it's it's it, uh, it's, it's, it's Ty side taking on Jake Addison, Mercedes Martinez. Obviously, the match doesn't go. It, it's, it does all right. But then at the end, the biggest thing is Zia Lee uh, comes and hits an explosive suplex on um, Mercedes Martinez and then hits a roundhouse kick. Now, here's the confusing part. Mercedes Martinez goes down very stiff, like, Bow. I was like, okay, she's a great seller. But then it was like she was trying to pin her, but she had her arm up, but she couldn't kick out. So it's like, oh shit, she ain't there. And then the referee called for the kick out, but then she didn't get back up. So they called the match. Mm-hmm. What really happened? Like, was she selling or was she? No, she got knocked out for real. She got knocked out for real. Okay. Because I was just like, yo, what happened? And I was like, damn, she's a great seller, but, like, she stiffed up. Usually when people stiff up, that's when they 
really get knocked out, opposed mm-hmm. to just being, you know, laid out. So, and like I said, it looked like she she had a call to try to keep the match going with with, with a kick out, but yeah, she uh. Yeah, but I think that's a I think that's a finisher. Uh huh. The roundhouse kick, I think that's that's a Zion Lee finisher. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, she really got knocked out. I'm look at I'm look at the gif and her face just plants right on the mat like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, oh. on, and on top of that, Mercedes Martinez is, is is older, so I don't know if she should be handling that kind of kicks like that. But that joint was vicious. So, yeah, they want to match with that like that. So I hope she I hope she is doing all right. But like she just got knocked out. Uh, mm-hmm. Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, the team that you love so much. Mm-hmm. Is coming out to the ring in uh, with steel chairs, and they're calling out MSK, and they sit down in the ring to have a promo with MSK uh, about how Ciampa always elevates uh, anybody that he is in the ring with, and you know MSK you know still wet behind the ears and damn the championships, but MSK stands up and says, "Look, we're gonna show you at the bash why we are the NXT Tag Team Champions, and still gonna be the NXT Tag Team Champions." So. Yeah, I don't want. I do not want Thatcher and uh, Chopper to, to, to win. No, I don't want to be. A, I don't want to be a tag team no more. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Chopper. Can't cross the Scarlet leaving the building with Johnny and Austin attacked him, and uh, they're fighting on the outside. Derry goes over. Gogano slams the car door uh, onto him, and over and over, and uh, Johnny shuts out the camera. Uh, Cross isn't on his level. And Crossman is behind, chokes him out, and then his theory with a running forearm is on the outside before Regal comes out there and Joe to break them all up. Main event time, North American Championship, Bronson Reed taking on Isaiah Swerskot with Hit Road. Don't know. <laughs> so, as y'all know, I'm a fan. Uh, man, we can show their way. Bronson Reed and Swerve Scott have, have good matches, and Swerve is, re- is really good as these guys are going uh, all out in this match. Even there's a point where Swerve hits Bronson Reed with a, like a deadlift German suplex. That was impressive for a guy Swerve size to get up somebody like Bronson Reed. Uh, Bronson Reed, uh, they have a couple of things on the apron. Uh, I forgot what happened exactly on the, on, on the apron. Uh... But, oh, but Swerve runs Reed into the corner. It's the STO for a two count. Uh, he's looking for a shiny wizard, but he blocks it. Then uh, Bronson Reed goes to the top rope to go for his splash. But Ashanti, uh, first top down distracts him. But then Ashanti, the Adonis, knocks Reed off the top ropes. And so then referee is uh, realized that something happened. And top down says, well, you want to see what happens? And he, he runs full speed at Bronson Reed and then Bronson gets out the way. He crashes through the plexiglass wall, which I mean, he literally like Rocky from Power Rangers Turbo himself over that rail, that, that door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You you see how the legs went up, bro? Leave Rocky alone. Yo, man, he literally roundhouse himself out the ring like rock, like he fall, and then uh, Ashanti comes like, "Yo, you good?" And then. Uh, he gets choked and then Bronson Reed tosses him over right on top of uh, Top Dollar. So then as he's coming back into the ring, we get Isaiah, Isaiah hits the, uh, the 
uh, house call kick right in the back uh, on the side of his head, and he still tripped him on a bottom rope, and then he's a 450 splash right on Bronserie, wins the matchup, and Swerve Scott is your new North American champion. Did not see that one coming. I did. You did? I think Bronson's going to the main roster. He had like a match on main event this week. Already? No. Him and Cross. And Scarlett. See, I thought, um, I didn't think they was going to put Bronson as like a tra- transitional champion. And I was just like, because Bronson, he was like, okay, North American champion. I see him hold on to this. That's, that's pretty dope. And, uh, and it, I was worried because I was like, I, I'm really like a hit roll, but they, they need some more than just two tag team matches under their belt, you know? And I figured, you know, B5 would get into the ring a little bit and Swerve would get some wins underneath him. And then uh, then they'll start winning some gold type thing. Help build up the, the credibility of the faction so you so people like you can like, like, like them. But having Swerve win a North American championship, I was like, wow, did not see them doing that so that, that that's big for the group right there that's that's big for the group right there so uh that was nxt so what would you grade nxt this week thumbs up thumbs down i'll give it a thumbs up i give nxt a thumbs up too because now it's time to go over to wwe dynamite oh excuse me sorry it's not uh wwe dynamite jr it's aew dynamite that is probably one of the worst botches you can do. And he's probably getting some mad heat backstage for that right now. Yeah, I hope so. Because if, if they're just saying, good job, you just made a mistake, then no, nah, that's not that's not good. I, I did not hear what Jericho said after he said that. But. No, they went off the air. Oh, they went off the air? Oh, yeah. He probably was like, good, you ass clown. But Jer- the, the demo guy, Jericho, Chris Jericho comes out. He's the first man out because he's going to be on commentary all night. And of course, there are these places out there, and they're pack house, and they're singing uh, Judas, and uh, we're getting ready for the first matchup because it's the last time they're going to be in Daily's place for a while because they're going on the road in July, just like WWE is going in. The, they're starting to go back on the road in July. So I know AEW is supposed to be coming to Philly next month. I'm trying to get to that show, and then I don't know when WWE's coming back to Philly. Uh, I don't know. You should look it up. Well, you, you know, I got chubs for all that, but uh, but I definitely got um, you know, I want to go to AEW matchup, AEW World Tag Team Eliminator match. The Young Bucks taking on Penta L Zero, uh, Penta, Pentagon and Eddie Kingston. Here's the thing. Ooh. What was wrong? The facial hair. On, I don't, I don't know if the elite just came out and, and they was like, yeah, we're gonna have terrible facial hair today. Yo, I, what is like I said, <laughs> yo, you got teach me what happened? Like, why no, is Kenny Omega like Triple this, H right this now? Is all this is all new this week. Oh, like why oh. is Kenny Omega coming out there looking like Triple H from two thousand four? Because that's what he is. Just, <laughs> is and, he I'm, not? and I'm just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, what's up with this? I don't like none of this stuff. Like. The young boys look like Hogan out there, and then well, surviving they like a couple porn stars. They just came out and said, "Yeah, we're gonna have horrible facial hair this week." Mm. Cause the goatee on Matt Jackson is horrible. Is it really their hair though, or, they, or is it like what? No, yeah, it's really there because they they both have full beards. Oh my god, what, what did I, I miss? Did 
All the, no, this is just new. This week, this is just new. Like that's the debut of it. Oh, yes, I came back at the right time. Um, Kingston hits chops on both men. Explorer on Nick Matt and, and Nick hits super kicks on Kingston. Penta sends Nick to the outside. Uh, Color accidentally hits Matt with cold with a uh, cold spray, and he doesn't stop. Cash runs down, attacks uh the elite at ringside. Penta hits a suicide dive on the elite. And Penta hits a package driver or Nick to get the victory. So they earned themselves. It looks like a tag team title match, I'm guessing. But what happened to Moxley? Oh, that's right. He's with um his baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, oh, what weren't they a tag team? I was like, okay, well, he had me with his baby. Um Yeah, the past couple of weeks, Eddie Kiss has just been tagging with whoever, like even uh Neville or Penta. Oh, okay. Or both. Christian Cage is giving a pep talk to Jungle Boy. It says tonight Jungle Boy could be the first person in AEW to reach 50 victories. Luchasaurus arrives and says a dinosaurs are loyal creatures and that he thanks Christian for having Jungle Boy's back. Christian jokes that he's part of di- uh, he is part dinosaur on his mother's side. Ah, that's funny. Uh, I, need, I need Jungle Boy to leave uh, Luchasaurus and Marco stuff. Oh, you know, you know, you know what's happening. You better, go, you, you, you better go to Tarzan. You I just need him to leave them too. I'm just saying. Because, like, when we coming in AEW, everybody was like, oh, yeah, Luke Jusors. But now he's just like, no, nah, nobody likes Luke Jusors. Nobody likes my guy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, just get done with his, his singles push and keep moving. Tony Schiavone interviews the man, uh, the man of the year in the ring. Uh, and it's Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And then Pace said he would examine Darby. He said he threw Darby down the steps. He came back. And then he doesn't keep coming back. Well, this time, crippling him as a physical isn't going to be enough. So in a coffin match, he'll cri- cripple him mentally. Every time he wants to go for the coffin job, he'll be thinking about Ethan Page. The lights go out. Snow falls. Sting comes out, dragging a coffin behind him. Uh, then the villain Titan Shrine shows Darby setting a coffin on fire. Darby comes out the, cough, uh, the Sting coffin, and then they attack. Sting hits Scorpio Death Drop on Scorpio Sky. And then, uh, let's see, the trains run down. Uh, Darby digs his finger into, into Ethan Page's eye. Right after the trains run down, pull Darby apart. Page gets a Michael says Darby can't beat him at 100%. And says next week the match is off. He, want, he wants it on paper. Maybe they can do it at Fighter Fest. So here's the thing why not just do it at Fighter Fest the first time? Uh, don't know. Like, why do we have to go through all this if you could just have that Fighter Fest the first time? Because Fighter Fest is not a. Uh, they have gimmicks for the next month, like I said. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not just like, oh, Fighter Fest is the big gimmick show. No, they got like four or five gimmick back to back to back to back to back shows. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Jungle Boy versus Jack Evans. Uh,. Jungle Boy hits crossbody and grabs the legs and throws Evans to the outside. Evans escapes the suplex. Jungle Boy lands on his feet. Jungle Boy locks in the, the snare trap and Evans taps out. So Jungle Boy wins. Uh, Hardy family come uh, comes down. and But Dress Press runs down to intercept him. Christian Cage and Matt Hardy brawl in the ring. Cage hits the reverse DT. And Cage chokes Matt with his jacket before Matt uh, runs off. So we're like having a Matt Hardy Christian thing going on. Yeah, they've been kind of feeling for the last three weeks, two weeks. Mm. Last week, they beat them up and locked them in the cage. Oh, no. They get 
Did they Chicago peed them? <laughs> peed them. Yeah, they put they put Cage in the cage. Yeah, put Cage in the cage. Uh, MJF says he had outsmarted uh, the inner circle. He out wrestled them and outclassed them. He thrown Jericho as the king of AEW. He says Jericho has turned AEW into Looney Tunes. Saying Jericho's a joke. He used to be cool. It's sad how he, uh, how low he is. And Jericho willing to stoop. Next week he will announce stipulations for one match between MJF and Jericho. He will take out his aggression on Sammy Guevara tonight, which should be a damn good matchup. Andrade El Eagle is interviewed backstage. They still had the subtitles. Andrade El Italy. Yeah. Uh, you can make an example of Matt Seidel. And they'll have a match. I just can't believe uh, JR, man. Yes. How do you get everybody's name off? I, I don't know, but he's clearly not there for the, the different names and stuff like that. Tony Shavai is in the ring again to interview Kenny Omega, aka Triple H 2006. And uh, Kenny enters alone. He got that official look just like Triple H. And uh, he said, I woke up feeling like a king today. Not only had he def- uh, defeated the toughest guy, the most decorated high flyer. <laughs> he, he woke up feeling like a king. King of kings. It, it, the king of kings, exactly. And said, but... Uh, he should have he said something like, I feel like an assassin or something. That would have been better. A cerebral assassin. Yeah. Then as he's talking, Dark Order music plays. And here comes the whole Dark Order. Even when it says Omega mistaken. Omega calls them twerps and they aren't even close to being ranked, which he's he's not lying because the Dark Order sucks. But, even when it says Kenny is right, they don't have enough wins but, you know, somebody who does and the, uh, the crowd starts chanting cowboy shit, hangman. Uh, Omega says, uh, if, you, if you're talking about who I think you're talking about, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't like somebody talking for him. So, uh, he says goodbye, good night, and walking down, walk, uh, Walking right through the dark order, so we have. Uh, I don't know if we got the backstage segment yet of Adam Page talking to the dark order, saying, "Why did you do that? You think I'm scared?" And then Coco Bandit says, "I don't think you're scared. I just think you're scared of failure." And the dark order trying to give him a prep talk, and I'm just like, "Screw the dark order!" But what are you gonna do? NXT Championship match: Miro taking on Brian Pillman. Whoa, Jr. Calm down, Jr. What, NXT Championship? Yeah. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> I messed up! I jade on it! I jade on it, TNT Championship! Oh, I, I, I jade on it! No! Oh, no! The TNT Championship match. Miro taking on Brian Pillman Jr. So, this must be really much of a matchup here as uh, Miro is mostly dominating Brian Pillman Jr. here. Miro catches a third kick. And hits and hits a kick of his own, another and hits another Moshka kick, and then locks in the game over as Pillman passes out. So uh, I missed the whole team Taz thing when he was talking back there with his son in Powerhouse Hobbs. He just basically said Ricky Ricky's gonna fight. Oh, so he, he's clear from injury now? Uh, not this week, but I think next week. Okay. So next week it'll be Ricky versus Cage for the FTW title. Mm. I think that's what he said, right? Well, that's what they announced on Twitter. So, so okay. So AEW Women's Championship, uh, Doctor Brent Baker, DMD, and Rebel take on Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. 
Well, I was like, okay, Vicky's not going to wrestle in this matchup. So, Vicky falls over right away. Rebel strikes Vicky, and Vicky runs to uh, Rose. And then, so it's, like, it's kind of almost like a handicap match here. As Rose is in there beating down Rebel, and then starts beating down Britt Baker here. And then, uh, Vicky tells Rose to go to the top rope. And Baker th uh, throws Vicky to the corner. Vicky knocks down Rose on the top rope, but Baker locks in the lockjaw and gets the victory. So Britt Baker and Rebel win the matchup, but Nala Rose is pissed. So after the matchup, this whole she thing was stupid. Say what? This whole thing was stupid. Yeah, well, she just starts uh, attacking. Baker ba ba has a power bomb on Baker. Then Vicky sets up a table on the outside. Then Rose has a power bomb off the apron through the table to the outside. And uh, as Nala Rose and Vicky Guerrero celebrating the ring. This whole Vicky thing is stupid. Cause first of all, she did all this like I'm gonna return. I thought everybody thought, oh, she's not gonna actually wrestle. Like, why would she? Everybody thought, oh, somebody gonna come out and fight for her. No, nothing happens. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, Rebel dislocated her uh, her knee. Oh goodness. So yeah. That that, that happened. Um. So yeah, so that's what happens. Uh, Hager and Proud and Powerful are by the stairs. Hager says that they must be sick of them. Ortiz says FTR finally decided to get their hands dirty, and they will get their hands even dirtier when we finally meet in Miami. You better bring all the fight that that you can. They will have no Conan in their corner. Main event time. It's. MJF taking on Sammy Guevara in a. Did you see that? Huh? Did you see that? That was a great match. No, I'm talking. Did you see them beating up, beating up? Beating up dude. Conan. No, I did not see. Oh, I did not see him beat up Conan. <laughs> I missed it. Conan got his ass whooped again. <laughs> he took a, uh, a spike off the top. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, Conan. Getting his ass beat no matter where he go. Uh, So, I don't know if this match was like a notice qualification or not, but it was just a damn good matchup as these two are just going at it back and forth and back and forth. And this is like one of the best matches I've seen MJF in, to be completely honest. Even Sammy Guevara pulls out the old school uh, RVD because... MJF has a chair and he, he tries to bring it in the ring, but he kicks it, knocks him over to the fans. And then Sammy Guevara does a springboard, like flip from the ring to the outside where the fans are at, taking out MJF. That, that, if that ain't some RVD ECW shit. So uh, that was uh, that was a was to get back into the ring. And then there is also a lot in their falls. We do have, um, what's his name? Sean Spears. That comes down to the ring. Sean Spears? Sean Spears, that's it. <laughs> I know. I see that. Nah. Oh, I say, you, you, you got to be paranoid. I ain't trying to go down the JR route anymore. Uh, so, uh, MJF, hit, hit, uh, they're on the top rope. MJF hits a pile driver, a tombstone from the top rope. And Sam, he said too. I'm like, if you hit a tombstone from the top rope, that shit is over. But, the match is so good, I let it go. And it looks like MJF has injured his own knee. He tries to pick up Sammy, but both men collapse on the mat. And Sammy gets a quick roll-up, two count. And then MJF hits an elbow to the knee. Sammy counters. Heat seeker. Sammy covers two count. Sammy hits two super kicks. And Sammy uh, 
He's a, a GTH and, and then MJ MJF gets to the ropes. Sammy, uh, <coughs> Sammy goes to the top. <coughs> uh, and MJF begs Sammy not to hit the 630. Sammy hits the 630 anyway. Two count. Sean Spears out there. Jericho walks off commentary to kind of, kind of intercept. But then Warlow attacks him and throws Jericho off the stage. Spears hits Sammy with like a bad chair shot. And the ref's distracted, and that's what wins it. Out of all the moves they did, that chair shot. Now, if you were talking about weak finishes, that finish was kind of weak to the match to me. It is, but they're trying to make him like. Because I don't know if you know, it, he only hits people one time and he's like out. Oh, that's right. They're trying to make him the chairman, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, it ain't working. So, so, uh,. That is AEW for the week. What do you rate this episode of AEW? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I would say in the middle, like mostly. Uh, what you say? I say in the in the middle, but mostly up. Yeah, I, I'm gonna get. I, I'm just gonna give it a thumbs up. Who had the better show this week, NXT or AEW? Maybe NXT. I think I'm going to say give the win to NXT because I am getting a little biased because of Hit Row. If King King's 04 didn't come out, I probably would have gave it to them, but now that's just horrible. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I gave it to NXT. Yeah. Um, so, guys, so make sure you guys subscribe. We are, me and Prime are going to be back for Wednesday Night Wars, uh, Wars of this weekend. So, I know this podcast is coming to you guys very late, it's Thursday. And, of course, uh, we, I plan on doing another podcast this weekend also. So, you know, I appreciate you guys being patient with us, stuff like that. All right. Ain't, there's but one thing left to do, Prime. Which is... We got to talk about the China documentary, The Rise and Fall, of, as they call Vice Versa, China documentary. So, this, this China documentary, because obviously, there's somebody to talk about her on Dark Side of the Ring, where she does need a Dark Side of the Ring. Her family didn't agree to it at first, and then they uh, came out with a documentary. Now, before, they were working on a documentary of China's, her manager or her whoever the guy was named Anthony was working on a documentary for her and they are they do use some clips from that in um, this documentary here but he was just a horrible person and what I found out about this documentary is cuz see China died early at the age of 45 and somebody who just lost their mother to depression like people don't understand how bad mental health really is now I'm not familiar with your family but have you lost anybody to mental illness uh no I don't think so okay but you do understand how serious it is yep and she uh this this woman struggled her whole life and even at the end of her life, she they were still trying to benefit off China's name. The people 
that she had around her, she had a terrible circle around her, especially from her manager to her her so-called friends. All they tried to do was exploit her for who she was. She did not have a good inner circle or a good team around her to help her. Because honestly, if she did, China may have been in in the, uh, in better shape going down the road and she wasn't and even in death they still exploited China and I said this woman lived a, a very hard and unfortunate life like you know life sometimes like I'm fortunate and I'm blessed because of the hand that I have been dealt and I've and even though I've had some rough times in my life I've been dealt a pretty good hand this woman has not been dealt a good hand and she and who's to know that to say China would still be here even if she did have help she could have followed the Reagan or whatever the case would be she could have you know there's so many people that could have you know um followed the Reagan or, or got back on there but her story was just was just it's heartbreaking it was, it, was, it was truly heartbreaking and this is like tied into the dark side of the ring series but it was like its own thing so um, they they talked to Vince Russo, they talked to Mick Foley and stuff like that, and X Pac and Kevin Nash. You know, said so they reminiscing about China. Obviously, they didn't talk to the main people because they can't, because it's a WWE and stuff like that. But um, they talked about you know obviously the beginning of how uh, they highlight you know uh, Phil Crew and uh, her manager the guy Anthony. Wanted to bring her back because she was she was having, um, sh doing some shows in Japan, and when she came back from Japan, he set her up for all this stuff, to, uh, like go to Comic Con stuff like that, and that woman was clearly not ready to go out to the world to deal with that kind of stuff, she wasn't, but he, and he didn't care because you know what this guy was addicted to drugs too, and the guy was like yeah I I'll get her help once. We got everything we need out of her. Now he didn't he didn't physically say that, but that's what it was. And it sucked. It truly sucked for that. Um, so we we get you know she, you know she's a bodybuilder, and then she went to Kilikowski School and had some early matches, but then uh, she you know she was going by her name, Jonah Lee, but then she was in the gym and. Of course, that's when she met Triple, you know, Triple H. Now we know Triple H, the Hunter Hearst days, that Triple H owes a big debt to China. You would agree with that, wouldn't you? Oh uh, yeah, I would. Because Triple H was a mid Carter at best when it came to when he when he was there, and the click thing didn't help him out. And when Triple H was trying to find bodyguards, you know, the, the Larry Hughes thing, what was the name? Remember the big uh, black bodyguard, with, you know, with the suit and the suspenders and the glove. Is it not, is it not Larry Hughes or Curtis or something? Curtis Hughes, yeah, Mister Hughes. Yeah, that wasn't working. But having this big bodybuilder woman be his bodyguard brought him some heat, and then they just clicked, and the rest was just magic. And she came in there, and in nineteen ninety-seven, <clears throat> and it was just intimidating. And then you know how she just to strangle out Marlene and um. Yeah, yeah. When uh, she was having a few with gold dust and things like that, so uh, she was really 
you know, uh, an attraction. And uh, as, you know, she started going deeper, you know, with the DX stuff and then being choice's bodyguard and all that stuff like that, there was a time in, like, 1998, 1999, where if you look at China back in 97, like that, and look at her uh, in, like, 2001 when she was with Eddie Guerrero or 2000, she clearly has a more feminine look because she got uh, reconstructive jaw surgery. Because she, she had a jaw on her. And a lot of things was looking uh, feminine, but then, then she went and she um, got surgery to uh, make herself look more feminine. I don't know if he was aware of that or not. Hello? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I was. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's a yeah. big difference. But, China wasn't playing like she wasn't wrestling because back then there was such a thing as the women's division. Okay, she was the biggest. They called the ninth wonder. She was the biggest attraction that there was because she was up there fighting with the men. Because the women back then that was wrestling, they they weren't doing anything. Sable was nothing but sex. That was Sable's and Mark Merrill's whole thing. She are you boys ready? uh, Are you boys ready for the grind? Yeah. So that's all. That's all Sable was. Tori wasn't nothing. Jazz was good because Jazz, not Jazz, uh, Jacqueline was good. But she came from WCW, but they didn't do anything with Jacqueline. They they was like, hey Jacqueline, you got a nice body. Let's just show you off your titties. Put you in a group called PMS and let's lick Mark, uh, lick uh, whipped cream off Mark Henry. That's basically what it was. And so Jacqueline wasn't used right. They had Ivory who came from Glow, and she, they didn't do anything with Ivory or anything like that. So they didn't really do anything with the women that they had back then. They didn't really want a women's division back then, even though you said a women's championship. But then she was, and she, she had a major storyline where they were actually considering putting the WWE Championship on her in 1999 off Stone Cold Steve Austin, which you know that wasn't going to happen. So they, they, they talk about... Uh, you know, her rise up there, and then she kind of like disappeared off WWE television because two things are happening. One, she found this, you know, love letter because Triple H and Stephanie were an item, especially back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And she, who was going to win between China and Stephanie? We, we, are, we already know. And uh, also, WWE offered her a contract, was it, for 400000 a year. But she won the Steve Austin money. And I'm not going to lie. At that time, you wasn't going to get Steve Austin money. And she felt as though that she was uh, able to be make a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, you know, she, she was on a level, but she wasn't on that level. You know, that's like Austin Rock type level. And mm-hmm. time was an attraction, but I'm saying, but she, but she wasn't going to go around here and fight all these men and then they try to put her in the women's division and that shit just didn't work. Yeah. It did it, it didn't work at all. So and then of course the whole fallout between her and Triple H because Triple H was cheating on her was said because I forgot they they had like a little relationship at first also. So then after that she just disappeared off the face of everything and then she um went on and she did had like a match in uh, Japan, and then she had a, uh, a. Remember when she came to TNA? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, at short little she center fought, um, in 2011. Angle, uh, yeah, she fought Angle, right? 
Yeah, she tagged you. I mean, no, no, no. She fought Jared. Yeah. Yeah, 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 she tagged. She tagged you with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, other than other than the fifteen years, she hasn't done anything in wrestling. She just been going on, and she has been on, um, you know, the, the surreal life, and she became a porn star. Mm-hmm. And she actually was making, you know, quicker money. She did Playboy also at the time, but then she went on and became a porn star, and then she had a had a porn movie with X Pac. I I I I, re, I remember that there one night in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you try to laugh right there. <laughs> uh, but then you know she she uh she tried to go to, to like celebrity rehab to get some help that she truly need, and um that's where she kind of met Doctor Drew involvement, but it seemed to make it worse because. You know her manager Anthony stuff like that. They, they would keep calling Doctor Drew for all these kind of pills, and he would warn them. There was actually video footage of him talking to them and warning them on the phone that you don't need to be taking all these kind of drugs. And her manager did not even care. All they cared about was just trying to get her these fucking drugs because that's what she needed. She claims, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this guy is really not." You know he's not really good for her at all, and he would force and her manager after that would force her into these comic cons and in these appearances and stuff like that. There's, there's actually a surreal moment when there was at a comic con like that, and you see this this fan walk up to China and speak to her. You know who the fan was? The fan was Ashley, Ashley Mazzaro, who committed suicide what a couple years ago. So. Uh, that was like kind of like a surreal, a surreal moment in the documentary as well. So then we get to, you know, uh, you know, just the part, just to see the downward spiral, seeing the videos that they have of her. Uh, we, you know, I, forgot, I think her dad passed away, and uh, they were trying to set up a meeting with her mom because she hasn't seen her mom in thirty years, and she didn't go 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 see her, and um, she. Uh, went over to Japan to, to as an English teacher to teach English and then come back and they were still putting her out there for other stuff that she needed to be a part of. So, uh, a prime time. The part I was the part I was telling you about was uh at the end when he when her manager got the call about obviously uh you know, China's not answering and go to go to go, go to her hotel room. He walks in there and he's recording it. I know this footage of him finding her dead. I know it is. I know this footage of him uh, finding her dead, but they didn't put that in the documentary. But he goes to her mother, and he he goes and asks us if he could, you know, they can cremate China. And the mother gives the permission to, uh, to, to cremate China, and then he, uh, I think China, uh, I think her mother wanted her ashes spread somewhere, so he takes about three quarters of the ashes uh, for himself and puts it in a bedazzled urn, and th- spreads the rest of them, and has people taking pictures at like a comic con something like that next to China's urn. This thing, th- this happens. And that's why I was saying 
that this this guy's an asshole. This guy's a true asshole. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it was sad. It, it really was. And but I, I recommend if you guys have not seen the China documentary to make sure you guys go out there and check out it on, on Vice because it's, it's not part of the Dark Side of the Ring thing, but it, it, it it's like, you know, another, another Vice Dark Ring because they was going to have to eventually talk about China somehow. And I, I, it's a very, very good... Uh, it's, it's sometimes hard and painful to kind of watch a little bit. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys go and check that out because that woman lived a very, very, very sad life. We, we, we lost... Uh, Prime Mike, but um, yeah, I, I was saying that he went and uh, he had to ask permission for her mother to, to get her cremated, and the mother said okay, uh, the cremator, but she wanted her ashes spread somewhere. He keeps three quarters of the ashes and spreads the you know like the little twenty five percent of it, gets like a bedazzled urn and takes it for people to take a picture next to. Okay. Like, take a picture of China's urn. Yeah. All right. Still, ex <laughs> still exploiting that woman even in death. That's not weird at all. That ain't weird. I'm just saying, cause all that man cares about is money and making his money. Uh huh. So. Yeah, but guys, that is the Nerd Gangster Talk podcast for you guys. I appreciate you guys. Rocking with us and staying with us through, through, all, through all this. Um, Prime, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast about Prime Nostalgia Podcast. You guys just do every single Friday. And Prime, who'd you have this past Friday? Uh, we talked about the Dunn Professor. Oh, that's cool. Hey, look, I'm just saying, if you ever get Elder Barge on that show, call me. I don't know. I'm, maybe. I, I don't think so. But we'll see. Okay, so we'll see that you'll call me, or we'll see that he may get on the show. No, we'll see if he gets on the show. I'm about, say, cause, I'm about to say, because if we do, bro, the number's right there. <laughs> Just super fan. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, guys, check out the Process Podcast every single Friday. Check out my main man, Q-Flow, uh, his music and stuff like that. Uh, and also, I didn't, I didn't, you know, rep the website. I know that they were still working on as well. Uh, such as uh, the real com or teespring slash real nerd coalition where you go get your nerd coalition merch uh, make sure you guys also check us out on spaceofphilly.com let's go we're a part of check out you know all the content they have on there for black podcasts here in philly uh the, the no game oh that's that's our stuff uh the luno pop plus one luno pop horror show uh both sides and the market dark show check out our stuff on there the no gimmick scene wrestling podcast Turntable Super Culture and Beyond, Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, and Drunk Thoughts Sober Tongues. Check out also all, all of our stuff that we, um, all places that we're on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and also check out uh, us on YouTube Premium for the snippets and stuff. So, guys, that's our podcast. I know it's going to be seen a little back to back. I plan on being back uh, Sunday or Monday morning with the newest podcast to see what's going on in the world of wrestling this week. I know we're counting down to Money in the Bank going back on, on live streams and stuff like that so uh thank you for supporting me and thank you guys for being patient for my situation so once again this is nc and place we chose from mr andy and not Dion Sanders for prime time all right all right and q flow wherever you at man take us out
we're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Searching for just the right job? Whether you are looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offers the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.